Hey, here's some more Barnes & Noble stuff. A uh, lot of good feedback on the Barnes & Noble episode of the podcast from last week. I had a ton of fun recording it. Just reliving those old memories, and there's so many so many to come. So many memories to be relived to come. No new memories to be made. That's just not going to happen. That's over. <laughs> um, no, but lots of – there's so many stories to be that could be told and all that good stuff. Uh, but I was just thinking of one I was talking to, my BFF Rebecca, who told me that Steve Smith, a.k.a. the big guy, is retiring at the end of the month. And he's he was at Barnes & Noble long before I got there, certainly is there long after I left. God damn, just one of my favorite people. Just such a sweet guy, such a good dude. He uh, That store, the original store... In Colony opened in two, uh, in 1993. Um, I feel like the big guy started working there in, I, I want to say it was like 96, 95, 96 that he told me. But anyways, it's, it's certainly been uh, uh, certainly over 20 years, uh, 25 years probably. And it's, it's finally coming to an end. And I know that he, my gosh, this guy, you know, and he was always just, just what you know. He was just always sharp, the nice shirt and tie, the sweater and everything. And uh, I call him the big guy because he's. I think he and I are like the same height, and he's uh, probably a hundred pounds lighter than I am. So just, I just call him the big guy. And um, he's a huge, huge Sinatra guy too. And he would t- like he went and saw Sinatra a bunch of times live, which is something I'll never. Never have the chance to do. And he let me borrow one time. He had this Frank Sinatra. My God, I don't even know how many CDs. I want to say it was a 20 disc, maybe even 30. I don't know. It was just like, it was like every Sinatra recording ever. I mean, not quite. It was, um, I can't remember. It was, uh, yeah, it was the reprise, like complete recordings, which to me, that's the best stuff. I'm not a he. He has uh, you know Sinatra recorded at Capitol Records for a long time. That stuff's a little. I've come to appreciate that stuff as I get older because it's a little slower. It's a little just kind of more of that old timey sort of sound. It's a little just more boring. And then then when he then then Sinatra, I think that was his own label was was reprise a reprise, um, records, and. Uh, that's when that was like swinging sixties, like Rat Pack, Vegas, Ring a Ding Ding. That was just like the fun stuff. That was like the swinging, all the swinging stuff. So the big guy let me borrow, and this was in like a beautiful case. It was like a, I can't even remember. I feel like it was like a leather case or something. This big box. He let me borrow this whole thing, so that I could take it home. I mean, in two thousand seven, we were still, you know, we had iPods, obviously. Um, the iPhone had just come out, but that wasn't a, a regular thing. And, you know, Spotify and stuff like that. It was iTunes, right? It was either you burned a CD or you bought iTunes. And so, yeah, so you took your old CD collection and you 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 put it on your iTunes. Uh, you put it on your iPod and, and that kind of thing. So this was still, 2007 was still the, the disc burning uh, days. For you youngsters not old enough to remember, once upon a time people would make their own CDs. And before that, when you couldn't even make your own CDs, we would just buy CDs 
and record them onto cassette tapes. And, uh, and for me, I did that with CDs and with, with vinyl albums, all of my, my mom's record collection. We put those on tapes. And now you don't have to because you have Spotify, you have YouTube, and you have all these ways to stream songs all the time, Apple Music, whatever. Uh, but in 2007, I was streaming, or I was, I was burning CDs. And Steve, the big guy, let me borrow this huge collection. And I took it home and I made all the CDs, burned them all, copied them all, put them, put them not just on CD, but also put them into, and I still have them. Because I not long ago unearthed my my leather, uh, you know, my CD, my giant CD wallet that holds like I don't know hundreds and hundreds of CDs, and those Sinatra CDs were in there, and so uh, yeah, it was just just a real. I mean, because this this is like I'm looking at this thing. I'm like I I can't believe he entrusted me with this to even like put my fingers on it, let alone take it home and and burn the discs. And it was just like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. And I brought it back to him. He did. After a week, he started to ask, like, hey. Uh, <laughs> and I could tell he was so nice about it. Hey, so uh, you burned those CDs yet? I'm like, yep, I'll have it for you. I'll have it for you next time, I swear. And I brought it back. Everything was fine. It was in good shape. Um, but we would just, yeah, it was great. He was, he would cash out. You know, I talked about taking my till, and he was one of the head cashiers, and he would you know, we'd sit in that cash office talking about Sinatra and, you know, doing, doing lines from the, from the Rat Pack in Vegas, you know, all the stupid old, you know, all their little dopey jokes that they used to make on stage. Hey, how'd everybody get in my room? Just all that, all that shit. Just, we'd just crack up. And he's just a sweetheart of a guy. He was at my wedding when we got married at the Great Escape Lodge and Indoor Water Park, the Six Flags whatever the fuck it's called, Six Flags Great Escape Indoor Lodge, Water, Indoor, the fucking hotel that we got married uh, with the Looney Tunes characters running around in the lobby. Uh, we got married out in a, this nice little courtyard, beautiful, sunny afternoon, just a gorgeous, ideal afternoon weather-wise. It was great. Weather-wise, it was such a lovely day. <laughs> um, Steve Smith would get that reference. Anyway, um, my dad was the priest, and he went around. He did this kind of cool thing where he took the microphone, and he went around and said, hey, I'll do something a little different. Mix it up. If there's anybody in the, in the audience here who wishes to offer words of encouragement, support, love, advice, whatever you want to do, raise your hand. I'll come over to you with the microphone. And, uh, you know, there was some funny ones like uh, – my wife's uncle Jack, who was a you know sweet guy, funny guy, and he, his thing, he stood up and he said, "Don't squeeze the toothpaste from the center of the tube," which is funny because I only squeeze the toothpaste from the center of the tube, and I will never not do that. I've tried squeezing from the end; that just ain't gonna work for me because like you squeeze from the center of the tube, and then you know that like you can still use the toothpaste that's on the other side, right? Like you can just when you get when all the toothpaste from the center has been squeezed out, you can just go to the back of the tube and just squeeze all of that stuff forward. It's not really, it's, it's, I don't know. People, I had never, I'd never heard of this as an issue until I, until I met my wife and her family who were like, oh, you keep squeezing the toothpaste from the center. I'm like, okay, just squeeze from the end. (laughs) If you're already squeezing from the end, does this actually change the way that you're doing business? If you're only, if you're only squeezing the toothpaste tube from the end to begin with, then 
shouldn't it not matter if I'm squeezing from the center? Because if you're squeezing from the end, you're already squeezing the, the toothpaste, right? Anyway, it was funny. And people gave uh, nice thoughts and nice uh, things. And, and then uh, Steve, the big guy, uh, stood up and gave a really nice, just a nice, nice words that I don't remember. But they were really nice. Uh, and I think he just, I think he said something along the lines of like, something in the vein of, you know, like always, always date your spouse kind of thing. Like, don't let it get boring. Don't take it for granted. Just keep things fun. Keep, keep mixing it up. Keep finding new things to do. It was just a nice thing. So he's a great guy. And so Rebecca tells me that he's retiring at the end of the month, at the end of December, I would presume. Uh, so I, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to talk about him briefly cause he's just a great guy. I love talking with that dude. Talking about Sinatra and, and, and what have you and yeah, having him at my wedding and having him stand up and say some nice things really meant a lot. He was a great he was a great dude. And then I think he was the one driving a lot of my friends home. Uh there there were some there were some hearts broken that night, unbeknownst to me until days later or even weeks later, what was going on, particularly with my Barnes and Noble friends, uh having all kinds of all kinds of drama. <laughs> and uh and I guess the big guy had to drive a few of my friends home as they were they were screaming fuck fuck this guy you know one of my friends it was a whole there were some heartbreakers at that party and uh they were breaking hearts as only heartbreakers do and I guess uh, that didn't sit well with some others and the the swears were flying on the way home and I guess uh, I guess the big guy had to drive had to drive some of these guys home and yeah but he did it I'm sure he did it quietly and uh and gladly and that's the kind of person he is so that's that's a big loss for the book selling world because he's one of the all-time greats and then it got me thinking and then rebecca told me well don't worry because sue is still there and i said holy shit sue is a treasure of sorts uh she has been with the bookstore since they opened in 1993 since that particular Barnes & Noble location opened across from the mall, which, as I mentioned, in 2007, they closed it, and then they opened the new store, which is in now in the mall. So Barnes & Noble moved across the street. And for a few, a very short period of time, if I'm not mistaken, I believe both of those locations were open as they were, as they were soft opening the new store and quietly just closing down the, the old store. And again, I was I was proud. I wasn't there when it opened, but I was happy that I got to be there when that that store closed. And uh, yeah, it just you know wasn't the same. You know, you put you put Barnes and Noble into a mall, and now it's like it's a mall store. Uh, the standalone ones are just that's those are the those are the ones for me. But anyway, it ain't about it ain't about making Johnny Boy feel good. It's about making money selling books and shit. So they moved to the mall. Great move. I would have done it too. Uh, but yeah, Sue is one of the managers. She was one of the managers when I was there. She will be a manager if my kids ever decide, hey, I'm going to move to Colony, New York and go work at Barnes & Noble. Uh, she will be their manager because she's been there forever and she will continue to be there forever. And uh, and Sue is, uh, yeah, Sue is a, a, a different sort of character. And I love Sue, but I didn't love Sue at first because Sue was not super pleasant, uh, <laughs> to, at least to me at first. 
but then when you think about it, okay, she's been there. She's seen everybody come and go. She's tired of the, you know these new assholes who just come in and they're fucking you know they're they're like me. So I, I get it. But uh, Sue used to do this thing, and maybe still does, where if she would call for assistance on the PA system, you know, most people here's what it sounds like. Uh, Customer assistance to the front end, please. Customer assistance to the front end. Thank you. Customer assistance to the music department, please. Customer assistance to the music department. Uh, I need customer assistance to the information desk. Customer assistance to the information desk. Thank you. That's about how you do it, give or take, you know. Give or take. Give or take what? Uh, That's roughly how it goes. And uh, unless you're Sue, in which case you pick up the phone Yo, customer assistance to the front end, please. Customer assistance to the front end. And we, the first time we heard that, I was like, whoa. Is, is there like, do we need to call the police? Like, what's happening at the front end of the store? What's happening at the cash wrap? And then every time, it'd be like, I need customer assistance to the front end, please. I need customer assistance to the cash wrap, please. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> my good buddy Ray, who is... Married to my BFF, Rebecca, um, once told us, he said, he said, whenever Sue is making that call, uh, he said, she's, it's because she's dang, <laughs> she's dangling. She somehow found herself in a position where she's dangling off the side of the building. And there, <laughs> there are five wild tigers. Hungry tigers standing underneath her. He said it much funnier than I did, but that's basically the gist. And that's what it sounds like. The panic in her voice, you would think that, like, somebody literally set her on fire. Like, I would picture, like, flames coming off of her head as she's calling, Customer assistance to the cash register, please! Customer assistance, please! And, uh... (laughs) And so then after Ray told me that, Anytime after that where she would pick up the intercom and say, I need customer assistance to the front end, please. Customer assistance to the front end. I would just picture her dangling by like three fingers and now one slipped and now it's two fingers. And the only thing that she has is her little Barnes & Noble intercom handset phone thing. And the tigers are drooling and growling underneath her and she's about to slip and fall fall into the tiger pit. So I picture that every time. Poor Sue just hanging by one, hanging by a couple of fingers. Yeah, I'm, I I wonder if that's still. And this is somebody who had been there at this point uh, for like 15 years. 15 years of working in the same store and never had the ability to just be like, I need customer assistance to the front end, please. Customer assistance to the front end. Thank you. Like, no matter how, you know, it's like an airline pilot. That's just how you're supposed to talk on those things. Like, no matter what emergency is happening, you just pick up and you say, customer assistance to the music department, please. Customer assistance to the music department. Thank you. And occasionally I might, you know, if it was really bad, I might pick up and be like, customer assistance to music, please. Customer assistance to music. Like that, like a little, put a little more of bass in my voice. A little more authority, like, get your ass back here, please. Get your ass back here. But nobody did it ever like Sue. Customer assistance to the cash rep, please. Customer assistance to the cash rep, please. Please. Hurry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Somebody. (laughs) 
Somebody call a zookeeper, please. The tigers, they're hungry. I can't hold on for much longer. Customer assistance. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, she's still there. I don't know who has left from from my era. I, I think that might be about it. I think that might be just about the end of it. But that is a that is a legend, Steve Smith, the big Steve, the big guy Smith, hanging it up after all these years, after all these decades, and uh, man, and a, a workhorse too, because that guy would come in, he'd work and he'd sell the books, work in the bookstore. He worked at uh, his his wife. He and his wife owned a gift shop or something. And he, so he'd, he'd, he'd work there and I feel like, I feel like he was working at CVS too. And, uh, but yeah, he would, he would still tell me that he'd have, you know, they'd have time on Sunday mornings to have breakfast, get up, read the paper, listen to Sinatra, read the New York times. I don't know. Have a Sinatra Sunday at breakfast. Classy guy. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. All the best to the big guy. That is the end of an era. I wish, oh, I wish I was in the Albany area so I could stop by the bookstore to see him. I think uh, my good pal Anna is uh, said she's planning to stop in and see him. So I might, I might make a cameo of sorts, as in just record a quick thirty seconds and send it to her and say, "Hey, when you go to this, when you go to the store to see the big guy." Play this for him, please. I think that's what I'll do. So I can tell him he's just a great, terrific guy. And man, does he deserve all the happiness and relaxation that uh, that retirement brings. And hopefully he will have all of that and then some. Anyway, there's just another little Barnes & Noble whatnot for you. Uh, talk to you later, gators. See ya. Oh, go to birthdayboyshop.com. Eh, whatever. You're not going to go. See ya.